This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? I'm good, but I'm also a bit sad today. Oh, no. So we're in what we call... Well, I guess we'd even be past the halfway point of summer. Yeah, is this the summer doldrums? Is that what we're in? Is that what they call I it? I think okay. so, where it's just your your placent. But my 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 despondency is twofold because my sons are doing baseball and football camp. Oh, fun. Which is cool this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And so um this morning I saw for the first time a back to school commercial. Yep. And I thought, wait a minute, no, 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 hold on, time out, time out, time out. No, it's still July. We can't have back to school yet in July. And then you haven't heard it yet because I just posted it while you were sitting here on today's award-nominated Garage Logic podcast. Kenny said that his two nephews that come visit him every summer, mm-hmm. uh, great kids, they had to go back to Texas because they start school. August 14th, and I thought, wait a minute. August 14th? In Texas. Yeah, why? Where it's, I don't know if yeah. you know this, but it's hot it's there hot right there. now. And I just Hotter thought, than it's ever been and in I the just, entire world. Oh, I know. It's never oh. been this hot. And I just thought, wait a minute. Slow down here. It's still July 18th, my records say, for today. Sure. I, 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 I disapprove. A state fair 37 days away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did that add to your... No, because that one is always on my radar, just given the fact that we're out there almost every single day. Um, oh, by the way, I signed us up for both Thursdays. Are you okay Can't with that? Wait. I love uh, well, I know you, and that's why most of the time, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like speaking for either Mike or Joe mm-hmm. without their, um, consultation. But when the bosses said, Hey, would you and Mike mind doing the two Thursdays again at the state fair? I said, no problem. Cause I knew you would be all for love it. love that. I well, love the state fair. We, we do. You love it a lot more than I, I love do. it. A lot. You're Mr. State Fair. Yeah. When do you really start getting getting excited for it? Uh, it Really, actually, in the middle of winter is when I'm most excited. (laughs) So I often drive up Snelling to my office in Arden Hills. Okay. And I drive right by it. And in the middle of winter, you look at it and you think, oh, it just reminds me of summer fun. So when you are jonesing for the fair... You know, because you do. Do you do the back to the fifties? Do you do all that stuff? No, because you no, love the fairgrounds so I kind of tried so to avoid it. Okay, because I wanted it to be special. I did. Um, so I, I turned to my wife and I said, "Hey, you know, we we give to some charitable things." Sure. And I said, "Hey, you are very charitable." I just looked yes. this up and I realized that the state fair has a charitable foundation. I said, I think, you know, we could get a, a bench named after us or something really cool done at the state fair. Okay, and she looked at me and she said, "What are you What are you doing?" The State Fair sells hot dogs on a stick for $19. They're making four bucks out of every one of them or whatever their percentage is. I think they're doing okay without the foundation. Needless to say, I'm going to give a little bit to the State Fair Foundation because I want to – they have some VIP experiences that you get when you give to the foundation. Ah. I don't know what those really are. I think it's a preview to some foods maybe. Oh, boy. Maybe ticket access. I'm not sure. So I might – 
throw a little their way. And you get put in this little magazine and you're known as someone who keeps that struggling Minnesota State Fair. I'm saying that as a joke, struggling, because it's not struggling, because no, it's incredibly not, profitable. Not at all. Um, all right. But yeah, that's how much I love the State Fair, that I'd actually give some of my money to their charitable arm of the And I'm product. still, I know I've, I've brought this up, Nearly every single year, I'm still in shock that you have not, you mm-hmm. have not opened up a booth. I like, want to. Why, why Fratelloni's Hardware never opened up a booth at the Minnesota State Fair? I, I really want to. This, um, so you, I, was it a case of you proposed this and you were shut down by your by your family members? No, or? okay. So we used to work in there with the Toro booth or the Aaron's lawnmower. So when you're a dealer oh. of those brands, you can go in and work, right? Gotcha. And you know what it feels like when you're in there? feels a lot like work. <laughs> I mean, it just is tiring. <laughs> and it feels, it becomes really work feeling, yeah, right? Yeah. So um, I did, I was talking to the guy who owns Lulu's, one of the members of Lulu. Yep. Uh, why can't I remember? Lulu's Lodge or Lulu's... Uh, Steakhouse? I uh, no. I'm forgetting Lulu's Lounge, maybe. Sure. And it's down in what formerly was Ye Old Town, and it's, it's crazy busy. Oh, it's a great spot. It's a great it's spot yeah. right at the end, and it's packed. I mean, it is packed. And he said, that's all I really got to do. Right? He goes, it's incredibly hard work for a month and a half. That's all I have to do. And he owns another bar too, right? And I thought, wow, that would be a lot of fun. And then I thought, oh, that seems like a lot, a lot of work. And you got to get people and you got to, yeah. I mean, the um, one of my daughters, she signed up to maybe work at um, the, the cookies company. What I'm forgetting the Sweet, Sweet Martha's. Martha's. And she had sent in a text saying, hey, I might be interested in this. She's gotten some telephone calls like, are you coming? What day are you going to start? You could work. I oh, mean, it's God. they are looking for people. Well, the desperation, I know, reached a, a tipping point even last year where I think a lot of places ended up having to close. They weren't able to stay open as long yeah. as they had wanted yeah. to, yeah. which I know is a big no-no at the fair. Like, if you are going to have a booth, you got to stay open until the fair is closed. Yeah, what you do on the very first minute of the state fair is exactly what you do on the very last minute of the state fair, right? right. Nothing different. You have to have all varieties of what you sell. Yep. Like every beer that you served on the first day has to be served on the last day. I mean, we knew that, right? They had to make these specialty beers. They had to make all these extra kegs because they had said, no matter what, they can't run out of this beer, right? right? You can't say, oh, midway, well, we sure didn't make enough. Labor Day at 7.30 p.m. You got to have it. You right? know, I, I, even, I don't even know if they're open that late on Labor Day, but yeah, even still, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have to have that available or you, do you get fined? How, I don't know. What? You just get maybe uninvited. So everybody I know says it's just great business. The, the Mancini's love it. The Danny O'Gara. The Danny O'Gara and Mike Brennan, all these guys love it. And I just don't have the ability or the want to do it yet. I would love to do it. Would love to. You know who should open up a booth at the Great Minnesota Ooh, Get Together? Let me see. I got this email. I believe this came from Greg. Thank you so much. He's a big fan of the show, uh, both Garage Logic and, of course, the Weekly Scramble with uh, with the two of us. Bud Light has themselves <laughs> an update, and Bud Light should seriously should consider opening up a booth and just giving this crap Give, away, giving away Bud Light. Bud Light sales. This is from the Daily Caller, which I know is a bit slanted, but it's still hilarious. Bud Light sales collapse over the 4th of July holiday. Bud Light sales suffered a major decline over the 4th of July holiday weekend as the boycott against the brand continues, industry data shows. Bud Light sales plunged, ready? Mm -hmm. 23.6% in the one-week period ending July 8th compared to 2022 Mm. levels. Mm. According to Nielsen IQ dollar sales data provided to the... In the four-week period ending July 8th... Oh, boy, do I love ads that pop up when you're trying to read a news story online. 
In the four-week period ending July 8th, Bud Light sales dropped by 27.1% as the consumer boycott against Bud Light continues. It's just not going away. Budweiser... An Anheuser-Busch brand saw a si- Budweiser now, not mm-hmm. Bud Light. Sure. Budweiser saw a 6.6% drop in sales in Ugh. the week ending July 8th and a 10.7% drop in the four-week period ending July 8th, the sales data shows. Rival beer brands Coors Light and Miller Light had a 30.2 and 25.3% sales increase mm-hmm. in the week ending July 8th. Modelo had a 20.7% increase in sales for the same time period. The boycott against Bud Light began in early April after transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney posted advertisements on social media. We all know that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything Can I tell you about the drag show that I went to? So any, anyway, the, 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 the dream keeps getting worse. For Bud okay. Light. So I went to the Minnesota United soccer game the other night. Okay. They played LA, uh, the galaxy. Club. No, they didn't play. It's the no. other team in LA. I okay. thought it was a galaxy the whole time, but it Got wasn't. It. It's the other team. And we started at a bar called the black heart. It's right across the street okay. and it's a soccer bar. Right. And it's like beers are three bucks. I mean, it's a great deal, right? You go there, have a couple beers. Then you walk across the street and in the beautiful Allianz stadium and beers are like 19 bucks. It's like a little, little bit of a disparity. Right. right. So we go to the black heart and have a couple beers. And after the game, which was a, one one tie, right? Fantastic! Boy, Everybody's got to love a tie. Thrilling. Nothing leaves you uh, that that happy about a tie. Um, so we go back to the black heart, and there's like a line to get in. And they the guy bouncer points me soccer, and I said, "Yeah, like I came from the soccer game." He's like, "Come on in." So like soccer people that were at the soccer game can come right in. And then um, we, we're hanging out, and they had a drag show <laughs> starting. Ah, and Reavers, I mean, I'm I'm in my fifties. Right, I'm in my fifties. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I'm looking around and I'm like, "Now, is that a man dressed like a woman, dressing like a man?" I mean, I, honest to God, Reavers, I could not tell what gender anyone was. I mean, half the the people who were performing, I could not tell for sure. Mm-hmm. But then half the people the in the spectators, crowd, yeah, I was like. Huh. And I turned to my buddy, who were all mid-50s guys, and I said, I-, I think I might go. I've never been more confused in my entirety. Mm-hmm. And they were having fun. People were having fun. They were dancing and lip-syncing to songs that they didn't write or sing, and maybe they don't know how to sing, which is a totally different skill than just dancing around. They were tucking things out of the way. Yep. They had to, or I didn't understand what gender they were to begin with. Yep. Let me ask this. Okay. In a drag show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. would a woman ever dress like a bombastic woman? Like, would a standard woman put on a big, big wig and a you know a tight outfit and dance like a woman, or was that potentially a man? Here's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think in your and again I I. Not that I come from an area of expertise, but I have also mm-hmm. been at a drag show, and okay. I can go, I can go right. into that yeah. in, in a little bit further detail in a minute, but I'm going to answer your question first. I think what you have here, Michael, is um, with your drag shows, mm-hmm. you have certain subdivisions and categories. Oh, it's a lot like okay. you know, you've got the, the NFC. The, then and you have in the, the NFC, yeah. you've got the AFC, but sure. in the NFC, you've got the NFC East, oh. the NFC Central, the yeah. NFC South. Yes. And the, you, yeah. Okay, yes. you got me here. Yeah. Okay. So let's say in the NFC South, that is 
women, or excuse me, this would be your men dressing like women. Okay. And the NFC North would be your men dressing like women pretending to be men. And then in your NFC okay. South, you got your women dressing like men. And then you, you see what I'm can, saying? Can I can I throw a little caveat out to sure, this? Sure, please do. Everyone that was there was kind, sweet, absolutely having fun, yep. adults. They were all doing what adults should be able to do, whatever they want to do. Yep. Right? As long as it's not hurting someone else, I don't care what you do. Not infecting and kids, you're good to go. Y- just They were having fun. Yep. They were just people having fun, right? And... At the bar, where this story, I'm going to go full circle here, they had Budweiser on tap, and on the tap of the Budweiser was a rainbow that stuck off the tap handle of the Budweiser. And I thought, huh, is that Bud doing that, or is that the Blackheart putting that on the Bud tap How long did you study said tap handle? Um, I even took a picture of it. Okay. It looks professionally done. It was a great looking tap handle. If you were to take an educated guess, it would be that Budweiser supplied the rainbow. The rainbow tap handle. Yes, but I don't know that. Again, I want to make this super clear. They're adults. You do whatever you 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 want to do. And I had fun. I I thoroughly was confused. I felt so old because I was like, I don't get it. I don't get what's happening here. Like Like my brain. The other day I was taking a putt. Right, I was I was golfing, and the guy that I was playing with is I a, love is, is a pro. Mike Fredoloni, yeah, my, by the way. Oh, a, this is a the guy best. named Dustin is a pro of mine. He goes, you know, you're focusing too far. And I had all these things. I I, I swung at the putt, Rivers. I hit the thing like 90 degrees to the right, 18 feet past the hole. I was like, my brain could not take all of that in. It was more than what I could think of. I need to get up there and putt the ball. I can't think of multiple things because it just didn't work at that at that drag show. My brain just started to, I could like see steam coming out. I had no idea what the hell was going on. I'm like, huh. And again, everyone was having, I too was having fun. I was smiling. My buddies were smiling. I'm having some beers and it was fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Not one bit. And then I talked to my buddy yesterday, and, and he's, I said, that the, the guy who was the, the master of ceremonies, and he's like, that was a woman. I said, no. I'm, I'm like, that was a guy. And he goes, nope, nope. That, and I was like, how the hell do you know that? How did you? So, you know, if you get a chance to go to a drag show at the uh, Blackheart on University, I'd suggest you go. Have at it. It's a lot of fun. So this was a few years ago. I'm trying to think about how long maybe it was. I would say... 10 years ago. Okay. So you were married at this time. I was. Okay. Uh, and I was asked to MC a charitable fundraiser by somebody that I know. Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. I'd love I'd love to help out. It works out. I had nothing going on. It was a Saturday afternoon. I thought I I have nothing on my schedule. I'd, I'd love to help out. So it was my job to kind of keep things you know, rolling where there was certain performers and there were certain things to just kind of keep in yeah. line. You got to make the night go. And not th- I guess I won't indict the place because they had nothing. The, the The venue was a downtown hotspot. It was okay. a, a very well-known downtown establishment that had a stage and it had a balcony. Like, like bar club thing or like? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't like the Ordway and or something. T- I okay. mean, literally they're, they're TVs that have anything from, you know, HGTV on and there might have been a movie to okay. the Twins game. Got it. Right. Okay. So it was... A lot of different TVs with a lot of different things because there were a lot of different types of people at this mm-hmm. at this fundraiser, and there was um, fire breathers and there oh, was cool. it was it was cool yeah, yeah. And, and all of a sudden it said on my sheet that I was given it mm-hmm. said 
you know, and it'll give you, okay, at, at, at 310, such and such performer is going to be on. And the final act is going to be at 4 because we have to be out of here with everything closed, including all the raffles and everything it has to be done at 5 o'clock. So I had to keep things moving mm-hmm. so that we could get everything in before we had to be out of said venue. No problem. Well, at the end, it was, all it said was final performance, um, or sorry, it said it said big time final performance at you know, 4.30 or okay. whatever, whatever the time was. And I said, okay, cool. And so I had, I, we were getting close to that. I said, oh, how do I introduce the final performance? And the person running this event just said, Reavers, all you literally have to do is say, and now for the moment you've all been waiting for. And I said, oh, that's oh, easy well, enough. That's no I can remember deal. that. Yeah. To the part where there's, you know, there's a there's a DJ booth, and you know, mm-hmm. there's someone that's running all the tunes in and out of everything, and it was it was really well orchestrated. All I literally had to do was babble nonsense into a microphone, which I'm pretty good at. You can do it. Yeah. Okay, so here it comes. Hey, we'd like to thank this particular donor for this particular check, and it's going to help out this particular organization. Thank you so much. And now the moment you have all been waiting for, and I could not. It was theatrics that I have never seen really? on a stage and I thought, okay, lights got dark to the point where someone had to grab my arm and say, you're in the way. No, as you in, were like, just I, like, no, no, as in I'm helping you get off the stage sure. because you're about to get Roll smothered, over. right? Okay. Yeah. And down repelling from the ceiling of this really? was, I don't even remember the person's name, but it was a man mm. doing a drag performance, okay. but I'm talking Cirque du Soleil really? type of okay. holy crap, yeah. um, and I just the the only thing that was confusing. I, I obviously knew what was going on. Oh, okay, this is a this is a, mm-hmm. a big drag show. Whatever, I got no problem with it. It's again, it's adults doing yeah, adult do things. Whatever you want to do. do, you yeah. do you. But the part that was throwing me off is I'm just standing there going, "Wow, that's I could not do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's impressive. One talented the, person. The acrobatics that were involved, but the the part I wasn't really grasping was the random applause, you know, the random applause. I didn't know, well, A, what I was supposed to clap for. Sure. And and that was throwing me. It was almost like the first time I ever saw Dave Matthews live. Mm-hmm. People would go nuts in the middle of a song all at the same time. Mm. I thought, what, what, what yeah, am like I missing? What, yeah, it's because what, the guitarist did an extra riff. Yeah, in the song, and yeah. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I'm not a Dave Matthews, mm. you know, snob. So I have no idea what, what's going on here. But so I had kind of the same reaction that you, know you did. You would have loved that. Is your children? If they would have been there, children like my girls would have loved being at this place. They would have been throwing oh. dollars at these people all day long. They would have loved it. I uh, I so can I? T- yeah, sorry, I don't yeah. want to interrupt you, but I I so wish you saw the big story from Chaska about a week or so ago. Mm, remind me that there was a, a a drag performance at a children's bookstore. Oh, and, and a guy Chaska, rolled in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a lot of protests. And okay. it made, in our circuit, it, it made the rounds just because okay, I live it. near that area. And sure. I, there, I, there, there's things I wish believe I could. it or not that that didn't hit my feed. It, I, I don't care about those things. But go ahead. Anyway, no, that yeah. that, that was literally it. So oh. we we had a little close to home action with that. And yeah. Anyway, so it is amazing when you go to certain shows and um, you know certain things get people excited. I I know Johnny Height was talking about how the boss. Um, you know, the, Bruce, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen yeah. really does well in his shows. And then he said how he splits it all with his his band. And I wanted to call up and I said, do you think <laughs> that Bruce Springsteen's giving his guitarist $2.9 million? Or is he saying, next, 
Next guitarist who wants to play with Bruce Springsteen for uh, 40 bucks tonight, 400 bucks tomorrow. Not to go FYI on mm. you and not to side with Johnny Hyde, but I do because he expl- I think John explained this thoroughly when we weren't recording the show. Okay. So when you have your contract writer, sure, you know, you've got all the things you need backstage or whatever, but you also have all the set. You know, when Taylor Swift comes to town, there's a lengthy contract of who's getting paid what. Yep, yep. So Bruce gets himself a fee, obviously, sure. because he's the main attraction. But I do know that he does pay top buck because he wants the best people. Yeah, and the best guitarist that plays for Bruce Springsteen makes twenty grand a show. I'm making that number up. It might be more than that, but I get May- what you're maybe. saying. But I get what you're he's saying. He's not making $2 million. He's not getting the same as Bruce mm-hmm. because what he is is a guitar player that one out of 100 people know. What Bruce is is the thing that 99 out of 100 know. Mm-hmm. So that guy gets more money. It's like that train concert that I went to at, at the, um, uh, what's that, not the cathedral in, in Minneapolis, the Basilica, Basilica Block, Block Party. Party. Yeah. And I'm I'm lucky enough to be standing on stage with Train. It is a lifetime cool thing. Train's kicking butt. The show's over. People are screaming encore. The lead singer from Train, I forget his name. Pat Monahan. Pat Monahan walks past and says, hey, boys, walks down this slight, uh, flight of four steps in the back of a Toyota Camry 15 feet away and out of there before the vibrations of the guitars are done playing. That's cool. He's, he's not even not even at the venue anymore. No. He's gone. He's on a plane. Going, encore. And I'm like, he's not only not going to encore, he's now in downtown Minneapolis. Right. He's on a plane It was weird. Right and then now. His bandmates <laughs> do some like more jibber-jabbing around and then drumming and the lights go on and it was just people screaming and stuff. And I'm like... That guy, you know what he did, the lead singer train did? He made all of the money. He makes all of the money. He makes so much of it that he doesn't even care to say goodbye to his bandmates because they have to hop in the van to go to the next venue, and he has to go check into a nice hotel, wait one night, take a flight to Sheboygan or wherever he plays tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you he's making 45, 50, 89,000 bucks, and they're all making two grand. Did they have a Basilica block party no. this year? In fact, I think it's probably going to be done. Oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah, because that, well, I wonder if I should say this story. I don't know if I've ever told you this one. That was my first big like stage responsibility working in this business. When I don't you, know if I ever told you no, this. No, were you with, with cities? Is that when you were with? I suppose, should I indict said individual that I'm about to? Ah, what the hell what do the I heck? care? Yeah, what do you care? So I, I was working for that particular radio yeah, station yeah. at the time. It was my uh, it was my second job in radio. And I I, I loved, it was it was awesome. I, the mm. people I worked for were fantastic. And all, all the, it was, I loved that job. It was great. Didn't make squat for money, but it was an mm. awesome job for a 23-year-old, yeah, you right? Were in entertainment. It was what great. What did you need to make? So the the um, big time act at the end of the night was Big Head Todd of the Monsters, okay. a band I really, I really enjoy. And they were done. I believe this was the second night. So this was like the big, the big grand finale. And they were done. And, um, the person that was supposed to, what they call backsell the act, mm-hmm. um, may have been unable to do so. Oh, couldn't have gotten up there. Right, yeah, okay. right. Either I can't remember, and I'm being serious. I can't remember the exact circumstance if it was miscommunication, where you know, because you know, you got you know, ten different people that are on air to where. Well, I thought you were doing it. Well, mm-hmm. everyone, yeah, you know, at, yeah. the, at the point when when the concert starts, it's like you just want to let loose and have some fun. Sure. Yeah. To the point where. 
They looked at me and said, well, Reavers, you got to do it. And I just went, wait, 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 huh? what do I have to do? But here's what was cool. My um, wife, girlfriend at the time, she's, she sees me get up there. Yeah, and in front like, of like oh my God, thousands what, of 20, people. 20,000 yeah. people yeah. that yeah. are there or whatever it is, 15,000 people that are there. And I and I just said, you know, give it up one more time. And, and the crowd went nuts. And she, she and I made eye contact and she just went, whoa. Oh. Whoa! Nine months later, one of your children is right. Born. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, nine months later, I think I got fired. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, but but that was so. I get why rock stars get addicted to the totally get it. Do you, you know what I'm right? saying? Like it was. I I'm some pissant morning show and producer, you feel, and you're feeling it. And I oh. just say one random sentence into a microphone, and the crowd went insane. Yeah, that would be really cool. So I don't want to indict the person that may or may not been inebriated, but I know Brian Oak feel, I mean, sorry, I know <laughs> that that person feels really bad about not being, no, I'm, I'm kidding. He's one of the best in the world. No, man. literally, yeah. I think it was, he thought one of the other DJs was or supposed to do it. Or you just think you're it. done, right? Yeah, hey, now literally, I think yeah, everyone like, thought that they were done for yeah, the day, and I just happened there. to be the only one that was still there and still sober. We, so it said, get him a microphone and get him up there. The last year that I went, and I think it might have been the last year that we had Basilica, the band, and I'm forgetting their name. Which, got, by the way, was such an awesome event. To, it was to, such a cool it was event. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I mean, and every time I had ever been there, it was just perfect. Everything about it was right great. it's right around this time of the year, right? It's always uh, in the middle of July. Like, yeah. I know it's always after the 4th. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting. But the band that gets up said, the guy started up with, bet you all drove here in your gas-guzzling SUVs. Oh. I looked around like, oh, wait, wait, what? Like, the moment you walk on stage... Is that what you have to do as a headliner? Right. Is insult us all that we had to drive here in our gas guzzling SUVs? And I, I just like, uh, that left me feeling a little less than excited to to see them. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of who that was. And he had made like a, co- a couple other comments. And you know how like half the crowd's still going, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at my buddies saying, I'm out of here. Like, I'm so, not going to have this guy. I'm trying to find the lineup because I do remember, I remember the year, but I have a, I have another, as long as I did not think the Basilica Block Party was going to come up, but I'm trying to find exactly what band it was. And I want to make sure that I have it right. Cause it's a really, really cool story. It, um, I, a couple other great stories I had from that venue is, is we had, um, Fitz and the Tantrums playing. Got it. Okay, go ahead. And, Please. uh, the Fitz from the Fitz and the Tantrums like sat at a little autograph place mm-hmm. after the concert and they were getting pretty big. This is when his big, uh, album just hit. Um, the, the powerful machine that runs the Basilica had Fitz playing all these shows. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was married at the time and, and, uh, to my, to my uh, ex-wife mm-hmm. and, um, she walks up to him and says, Let's go have a shot. That was unbelievable. Let's go have a shot. And he says, I don't drink. And she goes, you're no fun. Turns around and walks away. <laughs> I turn to him and I'm like, I am sorry. We've been here My for bad. a while. <laughs> she bad. is a very nice person. But yeah, she didn't care to talk to you because you no longer drink. So this was the Basilica Block Party, the summer of 2002, which Ooh, was this just in is two, yeah. 21 years ago, according to my math. Oh, think of that. The headliner that evening was the Gin Blossoms. Oh, okay. Either the Gin Blossoms or the Spin Doctors. But, but at that time, there were, you know, there was, there's two stages. Yeah. And I'll never forget this. You remember the band Sister Hazel, right? Yeah. They had a couple of really cool songs. They stuck around to watch the Gin Blossoms as, as fans. Yeah. Oh, that's they cool. were literally in the crowd with, and as I, Remember, because I had to, you know, I had to do a lot of the audio for that, so I was, you know, helping them record, you know, set audio, so I could 
quick get it on get it on at the time mini disc and then I could get it back to the station so that we could dub it into the system and then use it basically that night, right? And they I said, "Wait, those guys are just there having a beer and watching the yeah. that, that, that's they're awesome. Sitting, they're just sitting right there. It was uh September is when it usually is. They no, canceled it's in, it's it. in July. Basilica Block Party. I'm looking at September really? 10th and 11th and uh in, of 21. And that was the last time it happened in oh, 21. Oh, maybe they switched it then cuz I always remember it at least the years that I worked there, I always well, remember it, was it being canceled in, July. in 2020 due to Co- the pandemic. Yeah, yep. did it come back in 21? I think they did try it a year, and I believe the ticket sales were miserable. Plus, I mean, they're going to spin it whatever way that they want. <laughs> spin doctors, see what I did there. <laughs> I did. But they're going to. They also are not stupid that they realize that crime and safety are a massive issue, especially in that part of Minneapolis. Um, that just doesn't seem okay. Wait, wait. It might have been nineteen is the last time. Is that possible? Maybe because obviously twenty twenty, the summer of twenty twenty was the pandemic. So yeah. So, but I'm I'm trying to think if it was Semisonic who was the headliner <laughs> of that that did the old. Um, hey, you guys drove up in your gas guzzling SUVs. No way. Was it really them that I, did that? I don't that? know. It wasn't the Jayhawks. I, it doesn't no, look it like the lineup the for... Oh, wait. Hold on. This was on a Saturday night. Jason Mraz, uh, Churches... Mraz strikes me as a person that would have done that. Yeah, it doesn't... It doesn't... Uh, hmm. Well, it's not not ringing a bell to me, but I can live with that kind of stuff. But to, to tell Johnny Height that... Bruce Springsteen does not make the same that his right. harmonica player makes mm-hmm. during a concert. And you know who might know more about music than I do? Anybody. But Johnny Height, for sure, <laughs> weighs, knows so much more. So if he's right, I'd like to hear that. And then I'd think to, I'd think to myself, Bruce, why why do that? Right. Why be why, the guy who shares that? that kind of wealth? Unless you just have so much money and they're all your buddies. So Maybe that's the case. Aside from the email that we got from Greg, mm-hmm. I did have one story that I wanted to get to with you before we run out of time. And... um this just it 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 got me right here because mm. I can relate to this. He's pointing story. to his heart, ladies and, and I, gentlemen. And I know um, you're good. I know the reaction that you're going to have because I know you very well. But this is a story of Nathan Martinez, and he's a father, mm. a loving father. Michael, <laughs> a New Jersey dad, drove 17 hours to Disney World after his wife and kids had their flight canceled. <laughs> then. He turned around without ever even stepping inside of the theme park. Nathan Martinez simply planned to drive his wife with two children to an airport. He would stay home in New Jersey and work while they flew to Orlando to visit Walt Disney World. But then came trouble. United Airlines canceled the flight 15 minutes before takeoff from Newark Liberty International Airport. Wife Jill tried to explain the worst to their children since tickets on other flights to Orlando were unavailable for days. But then came a surprise. Nathan messaged his wife, reporting he was back outside the airport and the family climbed into the car. And then came a bigger surprise. He asked if we were ready to go. We said, yep. Then he told us to get ready for a long drive. How long? From New Jersey to Orlando with no Overnight stops. Oh, no. The husband became a marathon man behind the wheel, driving more than 1,000 miles. He even had the song On the Road Again on the radio. Nathan dropped his family off in Florida past midnight after a 17-hour drive. That's amateur hour. (laughs) The wife and children didn't miss a scheduled Disney day. As for dad, well... He rested for a few hours, then drove back to New Jersey without them. He had to get back to work, but in the end... 
he only missed one day's pay. Not many people in the world would do that, his wife said. The kids absolutely appreciate what he did for them. Martinez went on to call her husband the rock of our family and one amazing dad. Her Facebook posts are private, so the uh, whatever is unable to report how the trip went, but all family members seem to have enjoyed their stay. Hmm. That right there is a man after my own heart. That is. The jaded side of Mike Fratelloni says <laughs> he was going to meet Loretta, but he couldn't meet Loretta if his wife and kids are at home, and he's like, how can I get these people out they of my sight? They still have to get out of state. I still need, I'm going to drive them to Florida, drive right back up so Loretta and I can have four nights of peace together. Wow, that is quite the story. That is something you would 100% not meet Loretta. You would drive your wife and kids down there. I, um, I, but your I, wife and kids would say, no, thank you. No, well, that's just it. Yeah. Well, you know, here's what, ha- what happened in my situation, because those that have listened to our show know I and, and listen to GL and her, I, I've done this, what? At least a half a dozen yeah, times, driver. which I don't. I don't mind. I like it, it again. If 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 I'm solo, I can road trip anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a problem. Here's what would happen though in my situation. So usually, what happens is I'll take off. You know, for said destination before they. You know, maybe the day or half a day before they even get on. You'd the be plane. already down there because I'd be halfway yeah. there by yeah. the time they even set foot on the airplane. Yeah. So let's just say. I said, well, you guys have fun at Disney World. I'm going to hang back because the mayor won't let me have a day off. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I would say, you know what? I'll come get you guys and I'll drive you down there. My wife would say, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I, my wife does not like to road trip. She used to, but she just, she gets car sick and she just doesn't like to. Anymore. Totally understand. My youngest son would be all for it. Yeah. He'd say, yes. Let's go, dad. And then he would not stop talking the entire way because he has this <laughs> thing called the road trip quiz. My son, youngest son, Leland, are you aware of what the road trip quiz Every is? Every question you could possibly ask. No, no, no. It's it's, it's much simpler oh, than is. that. So you're going to play the part of me. Okay. And I'm going to play the part of my eight-year-old son, Leland. Got it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. Yeah? No, I always say, what's up, buddy? What's up, What's up, buddy? What's your favorite number? Uh, 11. Hey, Dad. Uh, what's up, buddy? What's your second favorite number? 13. Hey, Dad. <laughs> what? Oh, it, what? it, it, it doesn't up? stop. What's up, buddy? And then, and then you have to go to, okay, okay. F- what I've started to do, though, is I'll just say one, two. Oh. So, so then when he catches on to what my game is, then he'll switch to a different question. And so that's that's the road trip. Quiz. You know what you have to do is um, when your and son. My old, sorry. My, and my oldest son, he'd be like, ah, whatever. I'll do whatever. Okay. okay go, when, when your youngest son starts asking you questions, you can hear that his voice is getting a little hoarse. Mm-hmm. What you should do is maybe give him a little bit of Robitussin. Just a little oh, even bit better. Even better. <laughs> oh. You give him the drama mean. Oh, the drama mean. Because yes. then the, just hey, knocks this him is, right this out. This is going to help you so you don't get carsick, which is not lying. No, that is true. And it just makes him sleep and like an angel. And in about an hour, it's nice and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Reavers, you're the best. Thank you, Michael. If you could do us a favor, please rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. Oh, and before I forget, please don't forget about our friends at Harmony Spirits. Yes, they are located right there in Harmony, Minnesota. The best handcrafted spirits made right here in our own backyard. It's Harmony Spirits. They've been proud supporters of the Weekly Scramble for a long time and also with GL. But you know what? Head on down there. 
and check out that beautiful tasting room. I know that they have the uh, the summer cocktail menu that's in full force right now. But please, this would be even better. If you could go into your local liquor store and if you could ask for the Harmony brand by name, if your local liquor store doesn't have it already, uh, make sure that you get them on the shelves because that is going to help them continue to grow the brand of Harmony Spirits. And they're wonderful people. And they're us. They're GLers. They're fans of the Weekly Scramble. And they're just like you, just like me. And they make wonderful spirits. I have a, a big fan of their double bourbon barrel strength whiskey. It's fan-freaking-tastic. But uh, whether you're a fan of the gin, the rum, the uh, the vodka, whatever you want, whatever your palate desires, they're going to take care of you at Harmony Spirits. HarmonySpirits.net is their website. They've got a lot of cool upcoming events that you can check out on their website as well. So please let them know that you heard about them here on the Weekly Scramble. We would appreciate it. His name is Mike Fratelloni. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.